Cultivated Marketer, Episode 21, Brad Whitworth, Certifications, Part 2. In this episode of Cultivated Marketer, we talk with Brad Whitworth at the IABC World Conference about the importance of certifications in one's career. And folks, you'll have to listen. Some of these are not the technical certifications you may be thinking, but more strategic. Welcome to Cultivated Marketer, where we talk marketing professional development so your garden of opportunity grows. This is Brent Bowen. And I'm Matt Sidwell. And Matt, we I missed you for part one. I, I ended up talking just about Springfield, Illinois and open face sandwiches that are way too caloric in part one when, when you weren't around that shared experience that that Brad and I had since he started his career journey in Springfield. Former Illinois guys were were talking what horseshoes. Horseshoes, like right? yeah. Talking talking horseshoes. But we're here for part two and we're we're talking certifications with Brad, because that's a lot of his expertise. First of all, can I say just how interesting is Brad, right? So I kind of, you remember that commercial, The Most Interesting Man in the World? That's kind of the way I always picture Brad Whitworth because, you know, I've known him for a while and, and he's done so many things for IBC. I mean, we talk about a champion for IBC. You know, he's done everything from host uh, Gold Quill Awards to obviously he was on the board and he just kind of stepped now, obviously working certification that we're going to talk about. But then just his personal life, you know, he, he, you know, of course he owns a winery, right? Why wouldn't he? You know, on a, you, you would you would see that Brad doing something like that, and so I know you guys talk a little bit about, or we talk a little bit about that in the first episode. But yeah, Brad's just a really kind of eclectic guy who's fascinating to talk to, and so glad we were able to handcuff him as we were so many others while we were at IABC, and it, the conversation just turned out great. Yeah, interesting word choice of champion. Yeah, because I've got his business card sitting right sitting right here for his winery. It's Champion Estate Vineyard. Nice word choice there, Matt. Champion. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's, you're good at sampling, though, folks. We were, we were strictly all business. Brad doesn't carry around samples with him. But yeah, that's kind of been his newest venture. And, and, and of course, certification. And, and yeah, another area where Brad has really been focused and frankly, a very important focus for IADC and for all, for everybody with professional development, because you know, there are different ways that you can develop yourself, right? You can certainly there's all kinds of on demand content out there, sort of the basic level. You can go really a deep dive and you can get your master's degree, right? We have opportunities for that. I'd be happy to talk to you after the show. Uh, and then but but certification sort of sits in the middle and I think is a fantastic option. I mean, I went back and got my APR certification mid career through PRSA. One of the smartest things I ever did because it really, I felt like, yeah, this is some validation. I really, I really do know this stuff, right? And the, the work that I've been doing is, is now recognized and recognized in a substantial way. And of course, when you're younger, you know, you love to put initials after your name and things like that. You know, now it's sort of like it's a bit more passe, but, but there's, there's that piece of kind of that personal validation piece. And, and I know IBC has gotten very serious about certification again in the last four, four or five years. You talked about it a little bit with the CMP and the SCMP available. And of course, the big news now, importantly, and I'll just share this with listeners, is that, and, and I know we talked about it in the conversation, but World Conference was kind of end of June. There were a couple of hiccups operationally, but I can tell you now, which is really just a little bit off the schedule that they have posted, certification is definitely now available remotely. And that's as of, oh gosh, where are we sitting? Mid-September. 
that's been that it's been up and running for the last four or five weeks. So you can now sign up to be certified as a CMP or SCMP and not have to travel to go do that, which of course was the old, you know, you had to actually travel and sit for the exam. Now it's available. They call it remote proctoring. So you can just go to IBC.com and search for certification and, and you can learn how to uh, take the exam from the comfort of your own home, which of course lowers a big obstacle because people had to travel that that was uh, affecting the, the grade or the participation rate. So lots of cool things happening in certification with IBC. I'm sure folks that that is great news. I'm sure folks would be happy to do it at Brad's Vineyard as well. If he would do that. The <laughs> yeah. Proctoring. <laughs> <laughs> Long time since I've toured a vineyard. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure that's an official offering of IBC at this point, but I think something we'll have to, something we'll have to rec- recommend to Brad. And, and again, that was such a striking you know, conversation that we had with Brad too, because we talked about some of my concerns or fears, if you will, around certifications and readiness. And Brad, you know, Brad did such a nice job in that conversation talking about really kind of step stoning the certification based on where you are in your career too. And identifying, you know, just even in the conversation we just had with Katie McCauley around maybe covering the basics and, and round one, a certification and then advancing your certifications as you move through your career, which I thought was just a, a tremendous point to reinforce with our audience, no matter where you are in your career, this could be, could be applicable to you, which I thought was, was really important. And yeah, I think we do touch on it, but I just want to mention the other nice thing to your point about certification, really IBC and APR for PRSA does this as well. And that is that you, you have to be recertified, right? So you have to, you have to go back and both organizations are different in terms of how they do that. So we'll, we'll hear about that in the episode for IBC, but you know, you have to show that you've been keeping yourself current, whether that be through attending conferences, attending PD sessions, things like that. And so I think that's really good too, because that's really what it's all about, right? It's, it's not just, you know, I got my certification back in the year 2000 dating myself. But, but I've had to really every three years, I have to, you know, fill out a report that says, here's what I've been doing to keep myself fresh professionally. And so that I'm able to keep my accreditation. If you don't do that, you're just losing it, at least with some organizations. So glad to hear that IBC has a robust recertification process for those folks that were certified as well. Which is probably a nice segue into some opportunities locally that we know from a professional development standpoint that are, they're coming up. You want to go ahead and mention social media club of Kansas city. So one of the folks you and I saw at the last social media club event, Ali Trost right. is actually one of the most wanted fundraisers for this year. She's trying to raise a thousand dollars, I believe for big brothers, big sisters as part of that fundraiser. So we'll include a link maybe in the show notes for that, just on her fundraising page since Matt and I saw her out and about, and hopefully she's a future potential guest here for, for the show. And speaking of fundraising, I, I want to thank folks. I know I'd mentioned it here on the show for the work I was doing at walking and rolling that fundraiser has passed, but if anybody, and I know Matt contributed to the campaign, thank you, Matt, that I actually hit my goal of 2000, just went North of my goal of $2,000. And I know that organization walking and rolling hit their match, which was a huge get for them. So for folks who may have not heard that episode, Walking and Rollins, a Kansas City-based nonprofit that they serve the entire United States that help develop custom-built Halloween costumes for kids that are in wheelchairs and walkers. So 
We're hitting that season almost to Halloween, and they're going to be working on twice as many costumes as they had in years past. Uh, thanks to to everybody that contributed for sure. So great cause, and you know it's so fun that day that you posted that because I, knowing the people who know you, I, I saw you were close to your goal and your little thermometer there. Knowing the people who know you and you're situated, Brent will have because they how competitive they are. This thing will go over the top. It's just a matter of when. So yeah, you, pro- you probably felt very. <laughs> I, I I felt no, I felt ecstatic. I mean, I felt ecstatic and, and just so grateful for the the amount of people that you know not only care about the organization or just learning about the organization, but all certainly just the relationships I built and that they felt that want and desire to contribute in my name, which was I'm I'm just so thankful for that. Well, folks, I think Matt, that's that's the best note. Just being grateful and thankful. We're thankful for all of you and listening in and as well and. Matt and I won't keep you from our conversation with Brad Whitworth. He's extremely delightful conversation we had with him and the, the chat about certifications and, and this one I neglect, I didn't put it in the last episode. I'll put the, the link to his champion estate vineyard out in, he's in Windsor, California. Make sure that there's some, some reward at the end for the conversation around certifications. Yeah, I think there there are two points to what Brad said. One is that foundational element right there about the commitment to the overall commitment to professional development. But the second part you just concluded your your statement with was around the what you don't know. A lot of the folks we've talked to in this setting is marketing and communication is changing at such a pace and an accelerated pace beyond anything that any of us could imagine that I'm teaching science as much as I'm teaching art as <laughs> anymore. And, and that crave, uh, you know, that desire and crave of knowledge of what you don't know, if that's an attribute that somebody can hold, it's really going to serve them well. Yeah, name me an career. industry that's changed more than our industry in, in the last sort of social media 15 years. I don't know that you could. As we were talking about last night at the bar, I'm fielding questions in class around how do NFTs and blockchain and the information associated with those NFTs factor into content marketing and my and my blogs and my podcast and my blogs and how does that get integrated? And I went, whoa, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Yeah. And I've actually pitched some NFT clients, you know, so it's one of those things where I hadn't thought about that point of convergence, you know, and so I'm learning from my students every day. Well, that's what one of the things that I love about sort of the, I'll call it the IABC package. It can be everything from when you're first getting into the industry and making those local connections and people who can sort of give you that counsel and advice and almost mentor you as you're getting started. But then there's also this professional development, either at the local chapter or if you're lucky enough to go to a regional conference or a world conference where you can hear from some of these industry experts who are like the best of the best. There's awards programs where you can sort of take your work and show it to mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. judges and, mm-hmm. and you get feedback. It's not just the I won an award or I didn't. You get some sort of point-by-point critique of the things you did well and the places where you could improve for the next year, even if you didn't win. And then there is this certification program that goes along with the professional development. So there are places you study, and then there are ways to be able to approve. And I will also tell you that we talked about moving from that central Illinois chapter of IABC. I ended up in Silicon Valley, and it was sort of like, the wow, you know, now I'm, you know, a much bigger market, a much bigger company. 
The thing that my boss said, the hiring manager, was that what set me apart from other candidates was my active participation in IABC. So like, yeah, you do just your writing's just as good, maybe a little bit better than others, but what really set it apart was you were doing all this stuff at the insurance company and you were an active participant. We want people like that who've got that energy, that drive, that commitment to give to the community. And, you know, for that I'm sort of grateful. It, it yeah. wasn't a you know, you have to but it also is the kind of things that can set you apart from other candidates. And it is competitive, as you said, Matt. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned all of those many, many benefits, Brad, of participation in IABC. And, you know, because our show is designed for young professionals. And let's face it, right, that's a conscious decision that has to be made, right? Because these are, you know, these are relatively substantial investments in, in time and money for a young professional. But, you know, really, you did a wonderful job of illuminating the payoff that you get from that. But it's a question we get all the time, right? Should I should I really pop for that IABC membership when there may be other things I can do? And there's so much professional development. For instance, it's available online, right? And so I think that you know we're we're this this message around proving out the value and, and keeping that value in front of professionals, particularly young professionals who are making those decisions. I think is really important for us. And it's all about trade offs too. As yeah. you're growing up, I mean, yes, limited funds and you know maybe you're lucky enough to go work for a company that will pay for your membership sure. and will support your voluntary you know activity where you could become the chapter president or serve as the treasurer or what have you maybe if it has to come out of your own pocket you have to sit down and look you know if i cut back on a couple of lattes a week will it pay yeah, for right. my annual mm -hmm. dues yeah. and is that the kind of career trade off that's worthwhile for me and it also depends on you know where you are in the world, different markets have different, you know, sort of approaches to this. But I also think that when I, when I also look back, it's IBC was the gateway for me to bigger and better things. And I sort of knew that, you know, while that first job doing high school football and basketball in a small town was nice, the fact that I got to ultimately turn that into, you know, visiting Japan and learning how the public relations system works there and spending time in China when that market was opening up. And, you know, those would not have come if I hadn't been involved in an organization, if I hadn't been doing that certification and the testing, if I hadn't committed myself to continuing to grow. Yeah. Brent, wasn't it our other, we, we had another super smart University of Missouri graduate, I think it was Jessica Best, who was talking also about, not specific to IBC, but she was talking about the, the leadership growth that, that you're able to experience and, and maybe try your hand at my brain's fuzzy this morning but no, you get where i'm going no i believe that was jessica that we've had a couple of i think in, in fact the the missouri graduates have outnumbered any university of Kansas. we need to, Kansas we need to work on that so let me we need yeah, to, yeah. yeah we've had jessica uh, we've it's had. a good thing we have a persistent presence here on the show it was jessica it was jessica it was the, point. the the conversation we were having was and it was apropos to the conversation we have but we were having before we hit record was around, you know, someone that maybe is a high achiever and seeking a leadership activity or role, you know, and may not be able to, to see that in their immediate company role at or, a company, yep. but want to have that experience and get that experience. And we were discussing with Jessica, the opportunity to look at nonprofits, membership organizations, a, a great place to, to see that experience early in your career. Oh. I, absolutely. And I've said that you will get that experience in the not-for-profit, in the association, in a voluntary capacity. 
much sooner than you would ever get it when you go to work for a larger organization. I mean, you don't walk in and instantly become a manager with a team of people reporting to you. So to hone some of those skills, to practice some of those skills. And I said, also, if you are the head of professional development for the IABC Topeka chapter, you know, you'll probably have two or three people you're working with and you, there's a president of the chapter and you learn how to motivate and drive people around who aren't getting a paycheck and they're not really reporting to you, but you learn leadership skills, you learn how to delegate, you learn how to follow through, you learn a lot of stuff that at some point will probably be setting you apart in that company. And when you get on that team where everybody's getting a paycheck from the same place and you've got a common mission, it's sometimes even a little easier. But learning to deal with individuals and motivating them and moving things forward in a nonprofit, what it's just a great learning experience. So, uh, yeah, we didn't even mention that as a benefit. It's one where you invest your time and your energy, but you also learn. And it's also in an area where, face it, if you screw it up, it's a whole lot easier to mess it up in a <laughs> I was non-profit. just getting ready to say that. We all have made mistakes around yeah, the table. I think we were all thinking that. Yeah. Like this, who says yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Funny how I always go to my mistakes. Yeah. But, but, yeah. A safe environment. A safe uh, place yeah. to practice. For lack of a better word, uh-huh. that, that, that you can kind of get that in. Yeah, you can make the mistake, apply the learning, and not get fired as a result. Or if you get fired, it's, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind, of like your, kind of like your shared interest group. If, you know, they, they don't have the firing squad award next year if that thing doesn't take yeah. off, right? Yeah, so. yeah. although Diane, Danielle's <laughs> going to take my award back, she told me. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I did have one question just to going back on the certification because you we were talking about preparation for it, right? And you had, you had mentioned, because all this is around preparing ourselves for different milestones and experiences in our career. And I, and I think you've done an amazing job of showcasing what membership organizations, what, the, what networking, what continued learning can do in creating experiences. As you were talking about some of your experiences in Japan and China, I was reflecting on some of my own. But I want to go back to readiness and thinking about individual readiness because you kind of expressed that there's no real way to prepare for the exam. So how does someone know when they're ready? I'm 20 years into my career, and I'm still questioning whether I'm ready. You're ready. (laughs) Well, and the only way you really find out if you're ready is to go and do it. So there's that bold aspect to it, too. Of course, Um, yeah. Just jump jump into the deep end of the pool. (laughs) Well, on the GCCC website, there are also some study aids. And again, I go back to everybody learns differently. I was also the kind of person where, as an undergrad, my thought was, I'm not going to spend the night cramming for an exam. If I didn't pick it up during the last 15 weeks... The last four or five hours and depriving myself of sleep was not a good thing. So I never crammed. I never did that sort of stuff. That being said, on our GCCC website, we have a lot of suggestions of where you might go. Mm, So everything from books. I mean, there is the IABC Handbook of Organizational Communication guidebook and, you know, sort of some written materials if that's the way you learn well. One of the other things that I'm an IABC fellow. We have been doing monthly for something like 75 episodes. So do the math. That's like, you know, six years plus. Pulling together a group of four IBC fellows moderated by Shell Holtz talking about a topic. So it might be crisis communications. It might be something like technology and its impact on workforce. It may be something topical like the pandemic during the, the deep, dark days of this. So all of those are now cross-referenced on the GCCC site. So if you're looking for something that talks about communication ethics, and that's an area where you know 
I need to bone up a little bit before I even tackle this. It points to all the shows in which communication ethics was a topic, and you can listen to an hour-long discussion by four or five of IABC's outstanding, you know, long-practicing communications professionals. So lots of different ways to go about getting it. And there is this, you know, go, go take a class if you want to, sign up for a workshop, go to a conference and do that. So I didn't, actually, I didn't study for either the CMP or the SCMP, but then I would also had the benefit of having done ABC and passed that. And I also sort of thought a 100-item multiple-choice test is probably going to be less taxing than the three-and-a-half-hour, four-and-a-half-hour yeah, ordeal with written, and that was like short answer, long answer, essays, and, you know, an out loud practice thing with time crunch on it, too. And this one, yeah, you're, you're allowed three hours to take a hundred item multiple choice. And you, most people, I don't think anybody has needed the full three hours. The best thing that we have coming up in the very near future, maybe by the time this is aired, it has been one where you had to go and take the exam. That's right. You had to an, go physically to a location. At an IABC chapter or a conference, we are about ready to launch remote proctoring of these examinations, which means you can take this at your house in your pajamas on a Saturday morning whenever you want to. When you're ready to take the test, you can take it and you don't have to go somewhere to do things. So that, yeah, that's going to be is, a game changer because yeah. that really, I know that's been a barrier because, you know, as we said, some people just can't get to a location, yeah. but remote proctoring is huge. And plus, I mean, we've been talking about the IABC tie. You do not have to be an IABC member to take this examination. Now, it is set for a little bit more senior. I mean, if you're just getting out of school, work a few years before you want to tackle this. And the, the, on the website, it also sort of recommends that you have this many years of experience before you tackle that one and this many years of experience. And I think the goal, ultimately, we've talked about this because I've been serving on the GCCC board. After we get remote proctoring done, the next thing is probably going to be one more level and it's going to be a little bit more aimed at that entry level, like right out of school, where... Maybe you don't have to have that heavy-duty work experience, but it can be more based upon principles that you studied and you learned in school and probably experienced on your very first job. So maybe not right out of the gate, but soon thereafter, we want to get you on that track to be able to use that credential to help set you apart from other job candidates in the marketplace. Great. That's great. And we'll make sure to include a link to the resources and the yeah. show notes when this episode comes well, out. I'm so, so glad you mentioned that, that series that the fellows have been doing because I've, I've listened to two or three of those and those are, oh, yeah, let's definitely like, because well, those are... 70 more to watch. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but the nice thing is, obviously it's perfect for somebody who might want to sit for the for the certification exam, but there's just good stuff in there. Anyway, I mean, wow. you know, to, to hear that kind of wisdom around the table, well, no, Shell and, and obviously now Brad and, yeah. and, and I think Mark Schumann's done a bunch oh, of work yeah. on and that when, as well. When so. Shell's been unable to do things because yeah. he does have a real job in addition to his yeah. IAB See, because that's the other thing that we all do is that I end up being the substitute moderator. So oh. I've learned how to do the StreamYard program that we're using to air this thing. And we, we actually went from audio only to now everybody's live on camera. So you get to see people. So when you're also moderating, you're also a technical director and a producer. And so pushing some buttons there and yeah, remember some stuff from the broadcast skills. So it, it's fascinating to me also just to see how Something that you studied in school, you may not use it in that first job or the second job, but all of a sudden it's a needed and necessary, you know, skill to add. And I would also challenge people to not be afraid to tackle new technologies. 
And, and when you run into something like Shell Holtz, who's like the guru on IT within IBC, he's always saying, hey, Brad, have you tried this new thing, Beams? It's just like, try that. I'm inviting you to be a part of it. And I'm like, well, what is it? And, and, but, you know, don't be afraid to try some of these things and, and see if they're, while many of them are for sort of that consumer application and your personal life, is there a way that that same thing is going to make its way into your corporate environment, the company that you work for? Is this a tool that's maybe not that specific application, but something like it could be useful in helping shape your communications program for your employees or for your customers or your partners downstream? You're living that right as we speak. This very act, we're doing a podcasting circa 2005. Everybody thought it was people in their pajamas in the basement with no corporate application. (laughs) You know, fast forward 17 years and it's one of the fastest growing mediums, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely apropos. And I know Shell was talking about metaverse and I'm on a couple other organizations where we're talking about the metaverse and how that's going to converge into business applications. So it's, it's definitely going to be there. And I think that's also one where perhaps students and people in their early stage of career have a leg up because they've only grown up in a world surrounded by some of the technology that might be a little bit more difficult for me to tackle. Although I'm, you know, I don't go and stand in line and camp out overnight for the latest bit of phone to be introduced to the market, but I'm also not five or six generations behind. I, I tend to like to be on top of it and try different things and experiment because Again, that's one more of those learning things. You you have some cred, Brad. You just threw out StreamYard in a conversation. Yeah. I was teaching class on StreamYard last night. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> but I also hang on to some things too. Maybe do you remember Foursquare? Oh, yeah. That turned into Swarm, and so or MySpace. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm in through Alphabet Swarm. Soup. I'm the mayor of my dry cleaner and of the. <laughs> you know, the, the local grocery store and the, the gas station when I go there. So it's I like, actually hey. kind of miss Swarm. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Well, it's, it's still there if you really want to use it. And you can quickly rise through the ranks and get points. But I also have no idea what you do with the points that you accumulate. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's no value to them <laughs> Somebody either, can buy so. me a beer with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my yeah. distractions are good. Well, Brett, you've been very generous with your time. And, and, and I just want to say again, uh, you know, we, we are blessed at IABC, but a lot of professional organizations are this way, but certainly at IABC with a terrific group. And we mentioned some of the names of, of fellows. And, and Brad is a guy that has, has just answered IABC's call at every turn. And, and really, we've relied on him down through the years and, and continue to do so. And so, Brad, thank you so much for just spending a little bit of time with us. And, and congratulations on your 41st. World Conference. Yeah. And uh, I know we'll be seeing you next year as oh, well. Yeah. Because, and uh, you're, you're I was going to say, I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Uh, you will be hearing from me again, not on the show, but you know, I am one of the, the little things that I volunteered to do to put the broadcast part to work was the voice of God. Yes. Um, so you've for, been our voice of God for a while for and you did while. it very well. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. that, ladies and Brad, gentlemen, Brad in just a few minutes, our program will begin. Yeah. Brad can quiet a room better than anybody I've seen, so that's another skill he has. Brad, it was so great to have you on the show. Really appreciate you sharing your insights, some background on the certification process, and then just professional development and the benefits all told with with IBC and any organization on just on continued learning. Really appreciate you being Thank with us. Thank you, and I will also say this is sort of a challenge that I throw out to anybody who's listening, especially students. If you want to you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, 
start to build that network because when you start looking for, hey, you, oh, Brad knows so-and-so at that company, maybe he can broker an introduction. So the challenge I'll toss out to people who are listening is find Brad on LinkedIn, send him a note, get hooked up, make that connection because who knows, that may be the secret to unlocking the next step in someone's career. And I'd love to be able to help people move forward in this industry. So you heard it here, folks. Brad's LinkedIn link will be in the show notes and he's challenged you to reach out. I will beat you all to it, but we encourage you to do so. Brad, really appreciate you being on. Thank you both. If you found value in today's episode, check us out on our website, cultivatedmarketer.com. You'll also be able to subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Remember, a garden of opportunity grows with Cultivated Marketer. Cultivated Marketer.